0: Welcome to the First Love Podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois with Reverend Jonathan Warren. Reverend Warren's sermon title is, Who, Me? And after his sermon today, you can enjoy the FPC Chancel Choir singing, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
1: Our gospel lesson comes to us from Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Let us listen to the word of God. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Try to envision the scene that's set before us in our gospel reading. John's been telling everyone about the one who is greater, one he's not worthy to carry his sandals, will come to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. He's prepared his entire life for this opportunity. And today, the one had finally come to the river to baptize, to begin his ministry. And Jesus asks John to baptize him. And that's when John does this double take. Wait, he says, you're supposed to baptize me. I can't possibly do something like that. You're the one who I've been preaching about. You're the one uh, I've been preparing folks for. And now you're asking me to baptize you? I'm not worthy to do such a thing. I don't know if I can do it. How many people here have ever felt like John? As Christians, at times we're called to do uh, difficult things. When we become Christians, we say that our lives will be different, will be changed, folks. We'll do Christ's ministry even if it's difficult. So, when you're called by God to do something, have you ever wondered how you could do it? Have you ever wondered if you're the right person for the job? If you're anything like me, you might often wonder if God asked the right person. Just like John, we might say, who? Me? When I was a junior in high school, I wondered what I should do with my life. I was supposed to pick a college soon. I didn't know what I was supposed to study. Nothing really jumped out, except I felt God nudging me in the direction of being a pastor. So, I studied religion and philosophy at Monmouth College. After college, I Felt a nudge of God leaning me to do mission work in Kenya, Africa. And then I was on the path in seminary. I was excited because I could really feel God's call to be a pastor. I enjoyed reading and studying and preparing. Not the reading so much, though. I, and finally, I was called to a church in Wyoming with my wife. Even with all that preparation, with all that excitement, Somehow, in that moment, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I started thinking, can I really be a pastor? Who am I to be a leader in the church? Why, God? Me? What can I really do? I was 27. I don't know if it was my age or lack of experience or just recognizing the monumental task before me. I'm no better than anybody else, I thought. What if I can't do it, God? I was about to answer questions that I felt were impossible to follow. These were the questions. Will you in your own life seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, love your neighbors, and work for the reconciliation of the world? Will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Of Jesus Christ. It's not just a pastor who answers these questions. Each of us who follows Christ, we're we're called to do these things. Elders and deacons, as they're ordained next week, will literally answer these questions. Truth is, all of us would have difficulty fulfilling these tasks. How can any of us do the things Christ calls us to? It's certainly a tall order to be a follower of Christ. To leave this parking lot, you have a great responsibility to go out into the world, into your homes, into your offices, into grocery stores and schools. Christ expects you to follow Him wherever you go. It's not easy, and yet that is where we're called, to go out into the world make disciples of all nations, to minister grace and love to everyone, to care for the sick and the lonely, we have this great responsibility as Christians, and it's in these moments that we might wonder if God has the right person in us. The truth is, if you question whether you can live up to God's calling, you're not alone. John the Baptist did it. He told God in the flesh that he shouldn't be baptizing Jesus he wasn't worthy to do it, he said, and yet Christ tells him to do it anyway. Certainly, when I was being ordained and installed as a pastor, could I ever live up to the questions being asked of me? How could I possibly love like Jesus Christ? Nobody in the history of mankind could do it. Certainly, I would try, but I will fail again and again again. When we follow Jesus Christ, we are setting ourselves up for failure, and yet Christ tells us to do it anyway. It makes me think of that great quote from Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. FDR said something similar, today we have learned in the agony of war that great power involves great responsibility. Jesus' words say, To whom much has been given, much will be expected. When we recognize and do what Christ calls us to do, then we have a greater responsibility. Now, luckily, none of us are actual superheroes or presidents or Jesus. Because if we want to follow Jesus, we're recognizing that we can't do this on our own. This responsibility is impossible. We're literally signing up to fail, which is exactly where God wants us, because the only way we can actually do these impossible tasks is by relying on God for help. So, God wants a bunch of failures. Nice, huh? God doesn't want perfect people, because if we were perfect, then who would we rely on? Ourselves? God wants failures, like you and me, because then we have to rely on God for help. Now, it's the beginning of a new year, a time when we reevaluate where we've been, a time when we reevaluate where we're going. So if you're looking at last year and you feel like you failed, you're on the right track. Now, if you don't feel like you failed, you need to try harder to fail this year, folks, because if you're following God's call, Actually, doing the things that God is asking you to do with your life, God is asking you to do impossible things. Consistently showing the love and justice of Jesus Christ is pretty much impossible for each one of us. I can tell you right now, there are going to be times this year when following Christ isn't easy. Doing the right thing is hard in your family. At work in your community, and if you do it right, you will fail. But that's what you are, that's what you and I are called to sign up for. To be followers of Christ is to be failures because we're inadequate to do these impossible tasks. And if Christ is going to tell you and me, even if it's impossible to do it anyway. Doing Christ's work can lead to unpopularity. It leads to doing things that go against the grain. It leads to giving grace and loving people who aren't loved by anybody else. In order to do these things, then we must rely on God for help. Now, the truth is, signing up for failure also gives us great things. We see it in Scripture, when John the Baptist finally accepts his failures and let God work through him to baptize Jesus, John witnesses this incredible scene, the heavens open, and the Spirit descends and alighted Jesus, In John's willingness to fail and to do this great task anyway, he witnesses God's glory before him, and he hears God say, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. There are some weeks where I don't go to the hospital at all, and there are weeks where I'm there every day. This has been an everyday kind of week. One of those days included taking Siobhan to the ER after she injured her foot on Tuesday morning. I think my nervous energy wasn't helping matters, so while she was waiting for the x-ray, Siobhan suggested that I go do some visits. (laughs) Among those visits, I I stopped to see Guy Crumley. Uh, We had found out that Siobhan's uh, foot was badly bruised, and soon we were on our way home, gone back to work, and later that day I met Barb Harris at church, and she had this basket of beautiful flowers. And she told me these are from Alexa for Siobhan. Now, I couldn't believe it. Alexa's guy had been in the hospital all week. He was there all week until yesterday. But she wanted to be sure to send flowers to Siobhan. It, it kind of it took my breath away when I heard about it thought, oh my goodness, she's got a lot more on her plate and she's sending us flowers. But Alexa showed a great example of how even when hard things are happening, even when it seems impossible, that we can show the love of Jesus to one another, that we can be a family. If we have our eyes open We can see how to answer the call to be like Christ, to take care of those who are hungry and are in need, to do small acts of kindness, to share love. And that's when we discover that following Christ isn't that hard. That's when we discover the answer to who, me, is simply yes, you. Those are the times that we go out into the parking lot out of this parking lot, into the world, and say, here I am, Lord, a humble servant, willing to rely on you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>
2: No,
0: Thank you for listening to the First Love Podcast. For more information about the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, visit our webpage at www.firstpresjax.org. That's www.firstpresjax.org. Our email is office at Dot O-R-G. The church phone is 217-245-4189. street address is 870 West College. Children and adult Sunday school services are every Sunday from 9 to 9.45 a.m. Sunday church service starts at 10 a.m. We invite you to visit us whenever you're in the neighborhood.